We're Cynthia Vargavisser and Michelle Walters, co-hosts of Mind Power Meets Mystic. Our weekly show is here to expand your mind to what's possible, to uplift your spirits, to move forward with confidence and joy, and to create a space for your collaboration with the invisible. Welcome to Mind Power Meets Mystic. Welcome, everyone. This is Michelle Walters. I am here with my co-host, Cynthia Varkavisser, and today we are so excited to speak to another podcaster, somebody I have been listening to for over a year, Joe Russell. Joe Russell is a harmony speaker inspired by nature. Born and raised amongst the lush greenery of Epping Forest, Joe developed an innate connection with the natural world from an early age. This profound affinity with nature's rhythms and energy laid the foundation for her lifelong fascination with Feng Shui, the ancient Chinese art of harmonizing physical spaces with the flow of qi or life force energy. At the tender age of eight, Joe's path crossed with a Japanese au pair who introduced her to the principles of Feng Shui. Intrigued by this concept of balancing human environments with the natural world, Joe embarked on a journey of deep exploration into the realm of Chinese metaphysics and the laws of nature that govern our existence. Driven by an insatiable curiosity and a desire to delve further into the intricate workings of qi, Joe expanded her studies to encompass the wisdom of Taoism and Shinto, ancient spiritual traditions that offer profound insights into the manifestations of life force energy. I know Joe Russell because she has a podcast called Smashing Secrets Feng Shui that I absolutely love and highly recommend to our listeners if you are interested in learning more about Feng Shui and Chinese astrology. And I tell you, the depths of that pond will never, you will never get there. So there is always more to learn. Welcome, Joe, to Mind Power Meets Mystic. Thank you so much, Michelle, and thank you so much for inviting me. I'm very excited to be here and very grateful. And um, thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk at length about Feng Shui and Bartzi. <laughs> well, we just love these topics, and we know our listeners love these topics too. Our listeners have heard my story about how I ran into my superpower through uh, Chinese astrology. And well, before that, but especially when that happened, I just became a huge lover of it. I think it is really uncannily insightful and something that, you know, really helps people. I mean, part of what I think is helpful about it is, you know, whether you believe in it or you don't, it gives you a framework in which to have a discussion and talk about what you like and what you don't like and what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And and I guess because I like communication, <laughs> um, I really, really value that. So it is 2024, 2024, and we wanted to invite you on to talk a little bit about what the forecast for 2024 looks like in terms of Chinese astrology. So what what can you tell us about what might be anticipated well, I think, um, first of all, the, the reason why this system is so exciting and why I think it is able to help people is not only can it give you a roadmap and a prediction, if you like, you can also use your, when you have got a map, so that's what the Bards is for, it's almost like a map of your of your journey, and the feng shui is the road. 
when you take steps to change your feng shui, you can change the outcome. So it's a system that enables you to improve your luck. That's why I'm passionate about this. And we, although we can't change the, the date or we can't change our date of birth, we can change our environment. We can move. We can also change the orientation of um, the furniture. We can change colors. Scientists have prove, proven how every color has a frequency. And as we absorb that energy, we absorb that frequency. It has an effect on our behavior on, and changes in our perspective and can help change our mind. That's very subtle. But feng shui also looks at the environment as a whole. So it can give you um, um, lots of clues into what to expect. So when we have a, a shift in time, such as when we move into the new energy of 2024, the thing I think the, the, the big word is change. It's going to be enormous change because not only are we changing the year from 2023 to 2024, we're changing um, a period of energy known as um, period eight, which is breaking down and and uh, entering a new era, which is period nine. So it changes a lot of things for everyone, and everyone's going to be affected by this. So um, hopefully tonight I can and draw some insight and give you some clues and um, help people to understand just what's going on because it's it's a very fast moving energy, and I think we can see that already in the news how how quickly things are changing. Tell us a little bit about the shift from period eight to period nine, because I don't think many of our listeners will have ever heard of this or know what this is about. And I think without understanding what periods are and what the last okay. one was characterized like and what okay. period nine is characterized like, that that will really help. Well, this is a system that measures time in something known as yin and yang and the five elements. And it takes 60, there's 60 different variations be, before you make a full circle. Now, the periods or the ages run every 20 years. So you have period one for 20 years, period two, period three, and so on. So we're just leaving a 20-year period, which was governed by something um, called the Earth Energy. So it was very um, patriotic, but it also, if you like, had the, um, the um, trigram of the mountain. So it was very much about starting at the bottom and working your way to the top. There was sort of safety in, in the size of the corporation. Now that's all breaking away. That's no longer the true for us. Instead, what we're seeing is something more associated with the fire element. So the fire element, period nine, has a more uh, matriarchic energy. It's a more feminine energy. So it's going to favor women. It's going to provide women with more opportunity and um, become very empowering. It's um, particularly um, geared towards older women. So women that have got knowledge and experience. Um, it's a, a very empathic energy. So um, an intuitive energy It's going to increase our awareness. It's going to fire It is warmth. It emanates from the heart, it expands outwards. So each and whether regardless of our gender, regardless of what we identify with, we are going to be affected by period nine. And our environment, our feng shui can either enhance that or it can react to that. And so depending on the bardsy of our charts, the map of our destiny and the roadmap that we're on, it's going to have a bearing on our decisions, our man luck. And so we are all capable of making a decision that's going to be hopefully favorable to us, but we can equally be quite destructive and make decisions that are harmful to ourselves or to others. So period nine is going to be shining a big light on that. 
So, um, so our behavior and our perspective on, on our life, on ourselves and on our environment is gonna be much more important than it was in period eight. Period eight was an earth energy, very slow, just like a mountain. A mountain hasn't got the ability to change quickly, but a fire or a virus can spread. So information is going to be an important consideration and how the speed of that information spreads. So, so I think we're gonna see lots of big shifts, big changes. Do you want me to um, go into a little bit of a breakdown on um, how each Bardsey, each of the 12 animals are likely to be affected? Sure. Yeah. Let um, And and maybe uh, just share a little bit also, I'm not sure how many of our listeners are aware that one's Bardsey chart includes multiple yeah. animals yeah. as opposed to um here in the united states there's much more focus on the year that you were born exactly um, no it's, it's the same here in the uk so um basically you've got something known as Bardsey means eight characters the system's also called four pillars so you've got um a pillar for your year of birth and the majority of books and and um if you like newspaper astrology sort of articles focus just on that and that's because it has a sort of general effect so it can relate to your life generally in terms of, but it actually the year of birth is more to do with the people around you. So more to do with mm. your social circles, your co-workers, how you spend your life generally. Now you also have a, something known as a heavenly stem and an earthly branch in your month of birth, your day of birth and your hour of birth. Your month of birth is more about how you're projecting yourself out into the world, your character, your personality, how others perceive you, the kind of face that you, you shine out. And, and, and it can also have a bearing on your health and your career. The day of birth, however, is more about your inner world, who you are essentially. It can also have a bearing on the personal relationship you have, not just with yourself, but with your partner. And then you've got the hour of birth, which is also a, heavenly, a combination of a heavenly stem and an earthly branch. So you've got um, 10 possibilities at the top and 12 possibilities at the bottom. And your hour of birth is more to do with your relationship with your children, your friends. But it also gives insight into your thought process, your dreams and your desires. So my job as a, as a Bardzi practitioner is to look at the combinations that these energies provide, these stars, if you like. And some stars really come together in a very favorable way and enhance each other. They support each other. They attract opportunities to one another. And then you've also got stars that repel or try and dominate each other and can cause a lot of conflict and a lot of disagreements. And that's why we all react to energy in a different way, because we are unique. We are individuals. So even though we could have even twins, you could have a different environment. If they're in the same house, the chances are they're going to have the same thing affecting them at the same time. But they've also got their man luck, which means there's a 30 percent chance they're going to react differently. But when we add everything together, we get a very clear picture and we can in terms of um, prediction and we can change our environment accordingly so we can boost the good luck, but minimize the bad luck. So um, 2024 is a very, very important year because it's the beginning of a shift into period nine. It's also leaving the energy of the water rabbit behind and entering into the energy of the wood dragon. So the picture of the wood dragon conjures up a mountain with rivers and streams and lots of wood, lots of trees, very green, very alive. 
very fortunate. If we're looking for um, um, this sort of thing in our environment, so for Cynthia with real estate, she's going to make some really good um, property um, investments or, or deals if she has a green dragon or, or a, a living mountain in the south of the of the property un, under under um, that she's working on. Because if you've got a, a mountain in the south visible from your home, you're guaranteed good luck because that's a is a, a living energy, a dragon. They call it a green dragon. So 2024 has that energy throughout the whole year. But we also need to look at how it's going to affect us because some signs are going to love it, embrace it and really find it a catalyst for positive change. But there's some that are going to be a bit more, a bit more mediocre. And unfortunately, there's going to be some that are going to struggle. There's going to be some people that are going to be facing um, a period where the only way is up. They're going to have some, some, some incredible growth but challenges that enable that growth to happen. They're going to be faced with some, maybe some, um, some situations that make them have to stop what they're doing, reflect and work on ways of improving it or leaving something behind. So some signs are going to fare better than others. And then, but I think overall it's, it's going to be a good year, but there is um, a few little things to be aware of. So the big thing is change. So if you resist change, it's going to happen anyway and it's going to be quite it can be quite sudden it can be quite unexpected it can be very powerful but on a positive it can bring out courage and bravery it can be very invigorating it can get rid of anything that's that's no longer working or serving you if you've got energy blocks in your home or in yourself it can clear away cobwebs break away stagnation so on that level it's very positive and again, you, it depends where you, the direction your house is facing, the, the shape of the road or the, the rivers or streams or um, even the, the lay of the land into the degree of how that's going to affect you. But certain so, signs. Yeah. yeah. So, Joe, why don't you share with us, you know, what some of the signs that might anticipate having a really good year in 2024 okay. would be versus mediocre or okay, the sure. watch outs. And okay. if you have any. um sort of general recommendations. I know sometimes yeah. on your podcast, you get very specific with these <laughs> people should do this. These people should do that. But if there might be some sort of general things that we're all experiencing. I'll try and keep it really I general. Think that would be great. Okay, sure. Well, the ones that are going to be super lucky, the ones that are going to have the most opportunities and, um, and possibly be the most um, popular and attractive for new business and for success and achievements, there's four. There's those born with the snake. There's those born with the goat, which I know is a nice thing for you, Michelle. There's the rooster and there's the ox. So those those stars are known. Um, they, they're the ones that are going to be blessed with um, really good luck, unexpected good fortune. Those that are going to be more good, still favor luck, still good. And in fact, this is more to do with peacefulness. So that's good. We don't not, we don't always want things to be too um, shaken up. And these are people born with the tiger, the rat, the pig, and the horse. So Cynthia, I think you're going to have a really nice year. And then those that are going to be the problem solvers, the ones that are going to be facing a little bit of challenge, a little bit of conflict perhaps, and so maybe need to consider their feng shui in a little bit more detail, will be dragons, rabbits, monkeys, 
and those with the star of the dog. So there's where we've got a couple of clashes coming in. The dragon clashes with the dog. It's known as the net of heaven and hell, which sounds pretty scary, but it's not. It's about being very much um, aware, aware, self-aware, but there's also your, it's the sensitivity to the energy around you. It's almost like um, Halloween where we've got, in fact, Cynthia probably knows much more about this than I do. It's where the veil between the spirit world and the earth realm is very thin. So there could be a little bit of crossover. Now, it's not my area, but I do know that when these stars come in contact, some unusual, unexpected events, life-changing almost, can appear. So that's whenever the dragon and the dog appear. Now, October is the month of the dog. So for people that have the, the sign of the dog anywhere in their chart or luck pillar, which governs the external energy around you, are going to have an unexpected change. Now, because it's Earth, it can relate to property. It can re relate to real estate. It can relate to um, uh, the development of the land. So they may, it may be something as simple as moving home, but it can have a much more profound effect, a deeper effect. So people born with a dog, just be aware that this energy is around you throughout the year, but will become a little bit more concentrated in um, April, which is month of the dragon, and October, which is month of the dog. Now, dragons are also going to be affected by this energy, but in a different way. When you get two dragons side by side, it's known as a self-penalty. And it means that they can be um, almost self-sabotage, harmful to themselves. And in the way this energy could come forward is it can be a very uh, reactory emotional response. So those people need to be a little bit aware as well, particularly during April, um, August, and December and October, actually, that could be also have a, have a reaction. Um, monkeys and rats will combine with the dragon and that produces the water energy. So their emotional intelligence is going to be is going to be um, um, uh, ramped up and their and actually their knowledge and intelligence generally is going to be increased. So this is where they could be great problem solvers. Um, in terms of health, they need to be a little bit careful that they don't overindulge. In fact, they, I made some notes. There's some other signs that need to watch that because if you're socializing and networking, particularly over dinner, there's a chance of overindulging in rich foods or rich wines. And even though you may make um, successful business decisions, it may have a bigger impact on your health because the dragon is a storage of water. So that's something to be aware of. We like to take a little moment um, mid-show to remind our listeners that they are listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic with me, Michelle Walters, and my co-host, Cynthia Varkavisser. And we are joined today by Joe Russell, who is from another podcast called Smashing Secrets Feng Shui, which I know you would love to give a listen to. And Joe has been sharing with us all about the very signs and what to expect for 2024 and a little bit about period nine. Um but I want to hear about love because okay. <laughs> um, I I think whether people are looking for romantic love like me or other love, I think people would love to get more love in 2024. So what can you tell us? Well, the good news is with period nine, the energy associate, associated with opening of the heart and expressing love and joy is, is going to be around for 20 years. So everyone's got a little a, a, an ability to tap into that at will. Um, some people are going to be more open to it than others, 
but generally speaking, the, the ability to, to tune into love and compassion, love for ourselves and the world around us should become more acceptable, more open, more available from February onwards. But in Yay! 2024, I know, it's great. But from and during 2024, there's going to be four signs that are going to be particularly lucky in love in terms of opportunity, not in terms of quality. So we can that saying of being unlucky in love or maybe falling in love, but the, 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 the dynamics not there. So even though these four signs will be a very attractive, they still need to to put their filters on because, you know, you, you know, you could still attract the, the wrong person. So the ones that's the one that's going to shine the brightest is probably those with the rooster. That's they're known to have a peach blossom this year. So I did a little talk on peach blossoms um, earlier on, I think this year or last year. But uh, basically, peach blossom means that your popularity will increase, your attractiveness will increase, people will be drawn to you, you'll have more opportunities. Another one that's going to do very well is those born with the snake in their chart. They're born with sky happiness. So that's a, another lucky star associated with love and romance and uh, being attractive. And then we have the red matchmaker. This is great for, um, I suppose, blind dates and um, just um, having people sort of intervene and, and put you together. And people that have the sign of the pig will be, will be blessed by that star. And then we've got the golden carriage, which are dragons. So even though dragons have got self-penalty, they're still going to be quite popular and attractive and, and quite dreamy in terms of um, love and romance and opportunity. So that's um, during 2024. So it will change in 2025. And in terms of where it's um, very heightened, the rooster will find um, the peach blossom is shining brightly during um, April, May and September, actually January, January 2025, not January 2024. The snake will do well in May, the pig will do well in November, and the dragon will do well in April and September. I've also made notes on people that are going to be blessed with money opportunities, the money maker stars. <laughs> do you want to hear about those? Yeah, we want to hear Who about those. does money. it? Of course, <laughs> of course. Okay. So the ones that are going to do particularly well in terms of business and achievement and success and um, generating more wealth and prosperity will be the monkeys, the dogs, the roosters, and the dragons. So they're the ones that have got, um, so the monkeys have got the three stages, the dogs have got the national treasure, roosters have got the jade hall, and I think the dragons have got the earth story star, which is a wealth star. So this is where they've got opportunities and work. So if they're, if they're sending out uh, quotes, then they, they should find that their quote is accepted or that they just basically are a magnet for opportunities, business opportunities. Hey, Joe, I got a question for you. Do you okay. have a recommendation for an app or a website or someplace where our listeners could go to get their Bozzy calendar? Is there a way that they yeah. can generate it online? Yeah, um, we, so we, Chloe and I have set up a Patreon site, which is, we only set it up um, about six months ago. So we use uh, we've got about Barzi calculator on that, which um, I mean, ours is a subscription service, but there's no reason why you can't use a free one, which is, um, I mean, Joey Yap is um, is kind of like a guru in terms in this modern world of feng shui. And he's been very um, generous in that he has got a lot of free 
um, um, products available, and one of which is a Bardsey calculator. And I think he's also got a Chimen Dunjai calculator. But um, what he doesn't provide you with is the um, information of what it means. Yes, so, that's where you come in. Yeah, but well, I think, hopefully, I yes. Think, I think that... Um, I think that many of our listeners might need to look up all their stuff. Um, yeah. And so it's very helpful to have a resource for them. Well, they, for that. If, you, if you type in the Google bar or in your search engine, Bardsey calculator, there should be, there should be at least one or two that pop up. I mean, I think out the one we use is by some a company called, I think it's Voicheck. I'll have to ask Chloe, but, but Joe, I've used Joey Yap for years because he actually does provide an awful lot of information very generously but and um and it's a free resource and um and in fact for he's he does he has lots of courses um lots of lots of books he's 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 a great um uh, place to go if if you are looking to take this deeper the the downside is um it's almost there's quite a lot it can be overwhelming so um so it, it's if, if you're interested there's definitely definitely gems to uncover but there's also quite a lot around it as well well and and i want to give a shout out to smashing secrets feng shui smashing secrets feng shui is one of the few podcasts i've listened to where it really made sense to start at the beginning yeah and that doesn't mean that you might not want to listen to some of the more current episodes but there is so much to be learned in this category that to sort of dive into the middle of the river might be a whole lot harder than kind yeah. of starting starting off where the river began yeah. and um and it's really been very helpful for me and i love getting your tips and tricks and that kind of a thing do you have any feng shui recommendations for things that sort of everyone might benefit from in absolutely. terms of putting a little absolutely. more attention here or there in, yeah, in the house absolutely so um, we, this is for looking at uh, uh, another form of uh, system, which is looking at uh, the formula, the timing of the space. So it's something known as flying stars. So this year we've got flying star three flying into the center of the low shoe square, which is, this is why um, I really wanted the podcast to start at the beginning, because when I say things like that, if you're a seasoned feng shui practitioner, that makes absolute sense. But if you're not, it's like, it's foreign language, it's gobbledygooch. So, so apologies if I do jump into that, if, if I get carried away, but I will try and keep it as simple as possible. But when we've got a three in the center, that bring that is a star of change. It's a star of rapid growth. So it can it can be an enormous transition. And there's that old proverb saying a journey of a, th a thousand miles starts with a single step. Well, this is a year where I think we're going we're going to realize that. And then you look at the, the pattern of the low shoe square to find out the different kind of energetic patterns that will be in each particular area of your home. Now, if your home is facing a certain direction, you're going to receive more of it. And if um, you, your bedroom's another consideration, your kitchen's another consideration, the children's study room or your living room. So it's where you spend time. So if you did, were to divide your home into a nine grid sector and measure with a compass. So I'm not following black hat, I'm measuring with compasses. Magnetic North will be sh will shown will show on your compass and you mark that on your floor plan. So you you get an aerial picture of your views as, as, as um, to scale and you divide it into nine sectors, or you can do what I do is something known as the 24 mountains, where you do, you break it into each sector's got another three. 
and then you've, you've got your Bardsley equivalent. So that's a little bit for the higher advanced, but for this level, we're just going to do the low shoe and we're going to also consider the Bagua. So you can look at um, certain directions have a certain associations. Now this year, we've also got to take, um, there's certain bad styles. So if you're thinking about renovations, then I would certainly recommend that you do not do any uh, renovations in the Southeast because you might tap into the Dragon Star. And that's going to, that's known as the Grand Duke. That's going to cause a load of problems. So we don't, because the energy is too strong. And so it's like, um, you you won't, it can be very overwhelming for some people. So even though you might feel that you're going in the right direction, it can be very overwhelming. So if your house is facing the Dragon Direction Southeast one, or if you're doing renovations in that area, you're going to trigger that star. So I'd recommend that you don't. These are the, I'm going to just go through the ones to avoid this year um, um, for now. And if we've got time, I'll go into the lucky ones. But the, another one where the energy is very low is in the, the, on the 24 mountains is the dog star. Now that's in the Northwest. Now the Northwest during 2023 was the star, it was host to a star known as the star of misfortune. So even though that star's now gone, we've still got a low energy. So if we if if we're house is facing that direction, it's we're going to feel heavy and low and sluggish. We could feel low in mood. If um, our business or 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 if we're working in an office that's in the southeast, uh, the sorry the northwest sector, then we're also going to have low staff morale or we're, a business is going to slump. So I would try and do some feng shui there to help boost the energy in the northwest. And another one known as the three killings, which sounds pretty scary. But it's um, it's it's basically there's three different types of bad lucks which can cause harm. So that's in the south this year. So arguments and misunderstandings are going to be quite strong in the south. But if your house is facing south or you're spending a lot of time in the south sector of your home, you've got to also protect against um, poor health, um, robberies, losing things, as well as natural disasters. So if you're traveling south, you've got to be careful because you could also attract bad luck there. And then the star of misfortune is in the west sector this year. So that can have bearing if your house is facing west. And the west is also very much to do with communication. So you have to be really clear. And, and if you're signing documents or contracts, be really read every little thing, because it could be there's something hidden that's going to cause misfortune later on, on down the line. Well, that the is good to know. Yeah, that is yeah. good to know, Joe. We are almost at the end of our session. Oh, and I know you have so much to say and we love listening to you and I'm sure you will be back. Um, Cynthia oh. wanted to ask you a question. Sure, please, please Cynthia. I love that you're, that you're going over the generalities. As you're talking about this, I think about my family. Um, you know, I, at the time I was married and we had our two girls living in a small house. So that in itself, just the constraints there, you know, there's a lot going on. Um, how do you handle the the Batsi and, and Feng Shui when you have, you know, multiple people in a home and, mm. um, you know, and then considering all all of their energies? Well, in period day, the focus would have been on the sort of um, breadwinner. So the, the it was very patriotic. So it'd look on the father figure. And um, as we know, in period eight, women became more empowered and stronger as they were starting to approach period nine. So the, for me, the focus is now going to be on the mother figure, because if the mum's happy, the kids are happy and the husband's happy. Everyone's happy. It's a very nurtured, nourished environment. 
So um, I would focus maybe on the southwest because certainly in 2024, we've got the star of happiness there. So a happy home and, and everyone in that area. So you can you so you can break down a house into four grids, but you can also microscale the low shoe into a room. So even though you might have children, their bedroom might not be in the southwest, it might be in the east sector. So they're being affected by different energy. You can always activate the southwest corner of that bedroom. So you can really microscale it. And the southwest is an earth energy. So you can use um, a lamp which and crystals, a combo like that. So the, the, the light frequency, the heat frequency from the lamp will be absorbed by the crystal. And the crystal will act, if you like, as, as a way of enhancing that and grounding that energy so you can use different crystals associated with maybe love such as rose quartz or positivity clear quartz or, or something more in monetary terms something like citrine or topaz or jade so um i think follow your intuition i think that's really important and the southwest sector will boost your intuition as well and your awareness but um if in doubt get in touch with somebody who understands feng shui or who or who is somebody like yourself who can read energy and can tell the difference if some maybe there's a different something to do with stagnation. So you could do maybe some space clearing. So um, there's lots of different ways of shifting energy. The idea, first of all, is to identify if there's a problem and where is that problem and who's being affected. Is it the father? Is it the mother? Is it the child? Is it the grandmother? Uh, let's look at the area that they're in. Is there something in that area that could be behind this energetically? And is there something we can do to change it? So that's kind of what I do. And, um, and, and but yeah, get really good results. Joe, thank you so much for appearing on our show today. We are going to wrap it up for today. What I would love is if you could share with our listeners in a minute or two, kind of how they can find you and, okay. and follow you and all that kind of stuff. Cause I, if our listeners are a little bit like me they're going to want to oh thank you so much michelle okay well we um we're known as smashing secrets feng shui and my daughter chloe and i do a fortnightly podcast which you can find i think on um, amazon on spotify i think um, podbean there's all different kind of platforms chloe's really the techie one i just nod and smile <laughs> she's the one that does all that but we have a smashing secret feng shui website we've got instagram um we we're trying to uh, to do the videos on youtube but we're they're a bit slow on that but um we've also got this new patreon service which um gives me the opportunity to do much more of a bigger deep dive and i'm going to also be adding because more people want to learn so i'm doing an extension of the podcast because the podcast sort of introduce, introduces the language that feng shui uses but now i'm going to do more in terms of uh, workshops or courses or maybe just even mini podcasts just to um, bring a tip more of a teaching explanation so people can do it themselves um i'll keep you posted <laughs> wonderful well i'll be listening thank you thank so much you. joe for appearing on our show today oh, on mind power meets you. mystic we're honored i'm so am i thank you so much both of you and lots and lots of love you've been listening to mind power meets mystic <laughs>